All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alara Canfield. This is the Alara Canfield Show, Awaken Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We already started the show before I hit record, so we're going to go back and talk a little bit about that in a minute. But um, today on our show, my good friend, Dr. Monique, is back, and we are talking about discovering your ancestral medicine, healing, and magic. And um, some of what we're going to talk about is we're going to learn how karmic, how ancient karmic stories in your lineage impact your business success. We're going to discover how your unique ancestral medicine can help you impact more people and earn more money in your business. And we're going to learn a technique to help you connect with the healer wisdom in your roots. Hmm. All this is brand new stuff that we have not really done before. So this will be fun. Um, for those of you who don't know Dr. Monique, she's, like I said, she's been on our show many, many times. Everybody loves having her come on the show. There's always so many questions. So we are going to be taking live caller questions as well. But Dr. Monique, she's the ancestress legacy warrior, is living the dreams of her ancestors. And she is the chief intuitive officer of Ancestress Rising and the creator of Ancestress Story Healing. As an ancestress griot, she shares empowering stories told to her by her clients', clients ancestors to help them embody their inherited gifts. Ancestress Rising is a healing and empowerment movement that encourages spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, and intuitive leaders to embody their ancestresses' wisdom, guidance, power, and resilience to heal generational wounds, fulfill their soul's purpose, and leave a legacy. And Dr. Monique's devotion to the ancestors comes from her training with her ancestors, both in physical and spirit form, her doctorate in metaphysical counseling, mentoring from spiritual teachers worldwide, and two decades of implementing the teachings of ancestor reverence in her life. So I'm so glad and honored to have you back on the show with us, Dr. Monique. We are always so, we, have, we always have so much fun. So I'm so glad you're back with us here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I love being on your show. We have so much fun. <laughs> we do. And, and you know, like you're the only one that I know of who talks about ancestors in this way specifically. You know, that's why it's always it's always so interesting. It's always so fascinating. So um, before we go into more stuff, I just want you to, to briefly talk about uh, ancestors and who they are. And a reminder to everybody, if you have a picture of your ancestor, have it nearby, keep you on the wall. That's fine. Uh, if you don't, that's OK. Um, and uh, Dr. Monique, I'm going to let you start and then we'll, and then we'll continue after that. Yeah, sure. So your ancestors are those blood relatives. So we'll start with first the blood relatives. They're the blood relatives in your family that have passed on, who lived, um, lives way before you did and are here to help support you with your life and help support you with, in this case, we're talking a little bit about business, how help support you with your business. They were also, um, you know, they lived these rich lives in many cases. In some cases, they um, did not live a rich life. They had lots of pain and destruction and death and um, despair and maybe even poverty. And the ancestors, have beautiful gifts to share with us, but they also have wounds that they carried with them. And some of those wounds are impacting us today. And each generation carries these wounds with them. And as they're carrying these wounds with them, what begins to happen is we begin to respond to our everyday lives from the perspective of these wounds. 
So it's extremely important that we work on these wounds. So your ancestors are your blood ancestors. Then we have the ancestors of anyone that you may have um, grown up with, lived with, who took care of you, who provided for you. It could be someone who adopted you. It could be foster family. It could be that you just went to live with someone else. Those are your ancestors as well. And they impact you because the people who raised you are carrying the blessings and the wounds from their ancestors. And a lot of times that gets transferred onto you. So those are ancestors that we would work with too to help clear wounds and invite them to support you with you know, whatever goals you have for your life and your business. And then there's the ancestors of like history, the ancestors that have written books, that have maybe fought for someone else's rights, who you just really feel a connection with. And they could be ancestors that you knew in your living life, or they could be ancestors that you've learned about through history that you just feel a real connection to. And so we can actually invite those ancestors in. We don't necessarily carry their wounds, but we can definitely bring their blessings, bring their gifts, bring their um, wisdom into our lives. So there's different types of ancestors that we can work with. The ones that we work with initially are the ones that hold the wounds that have been passed down to us. So we wanna clear those wounds first. Awesome, thank you. And so, you know, we're you know we we're we're going to talk about wounds. We're going to talk about you know how uh, um, how our ancestors' lives may may be affecting us in some way. But at the beginning, I just wanted to talk a little bit about you know some of you may know who your ancestors are, some of you may not. And I think Dr. Monique, you probably already mentioned how ancestors are not always just your blood relatives. There are also other members and other people. But um, I was just saying before we went live how I had spoken with my dad and he told us a little bit about our history on his, on his side and um, going back to like a long time ago. So it's like really deep um, and no names or anything like that, but it's just, it's good to know where, where we came from, the earliest that he knows of anyways. And so indeed, I came from royalty, which I always knew, I always said, <laughs> like, I must be royal. I have that energy within me. I know that, <laughs> right? So like, and then, but then he just, he proved it. So I didn't know that until he told me. So it was interesting to have that conversation. So it's important for all of us, if we can, like you were saying, Dr. Monique, to talk to our family members and try and get the stories, some information about, about our history. It just helps with us understanding sometimes who we are what we're going through, what we're experiencing. Um, of course, I always say our life right now is the most important. What we're creating now, what we're focusing on now is the most important, but it's interesting to know the history. It's in our DNA, right? Um, yes. and, and I was also talking before we went live how in, um, in my ancestral village, there's a, a monument to my great grandparents. And um, so I have, I have that picture because my husband took the picture when we went. And so now I at least know who my great grandparents were and, you know, a little bit about their importance in the village. Right. So like they, obviously there's a monument made to them for a reason. Right. So their importance in the village. So, of course, that also, you know, explains more to me about 
um, how our family structure is even in the village. Cause I always knew that there was something like we were important, but I didn't know why, right? So, um, but now I got a little bit more information. So it's nice to know, you know, it, it's, it's not about ego or, or I'm better than this person or that person. It's none of that, but it's about, it's, it's good to know what's in your DNA, right? It's what, what's in your history. So that was that was interesting, and I'm going to ask, and you know, my my mom and her side of the family too for information, because just because you know how I don't know how long my parents were going to be around, right? So I might as well get it now before it's too late, because then I'll be like, I don't know, right? So and I want to share that with my kids so that they know as well, right? So um, it's important for all of us to know a little bit about our history because it does influence us a little bit, sometimes a lot, sometimes a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy that you were able to do that with your dad. That is so powerful because knowing those stories, they're interesting, but they also can make you feel good, right? They also can help you understand maybe why you do some things. Like you were saying, there's royalty and you always felt it. And now you know that, you know, it's confirmed, right? Yeah, it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And Sometimes just knowing why we make the decisions that we do or why we're um, feeling the way we feel is really helpful. And we get that from knowing that information, not required, of course, to do this work, but it's cer certainly helpful. And you'll see right over there, the book that I have, Threads, I always keep it up there because it's so meaningful to me. And I've mentioned it before, but it is it includes the stories of my ancestors on my mother's side of the family, both her mother and her father. And it's a book that took my aunt and my mother 10 years to gather the stories and do the research, flying all over the country, interviewing relatives before they passed on. Some of the relatives shared stories before the book could ever get published. Mm -hmm. And so those stories are so empowering to me, even the ones that are not necessarily the nicest stories, right? Mm -hmm. They are still very empowering to me. They still hold a lot of value to me. And every day I just kind of flip the book open and I'll read whatever story is on that page. I'll just read it and I'll thank that ancestor for having lived before me and for giving me wisdom and encouragement and support to do the things that I'm doing that maybe that ancestor was never able to do right in their lives. Yeah. And so it's just a really good feeling. Now, of course, if you don't have that information, that's okay too. I don't want anybody to ever feel like I can't get the information or you don't know your parents or maybe the parents are deceased and there's no other. I mean, I have a really good friend who all of her family members are gone. It's just her. And she doesn't have any way to get any more information from family members. Now she's done some research and gone to different archives and she's gathered quite a bit of information, which is great for her. Um, but she doesn't necessarily have to have that information in order for us to do this work with the ancestors. And, and she doesn't even need the information to know where the wounds are or where the blessings and the medicine are in her lineage, but it's just helpful. It's helpful. It's good information if you're able to get it. 
And I think it helps to ground you as well, right? Ground you into being here. Like we are of this earth. Yes, we're all star seeds. There's, you know, I'm not going to go into that discussion again. We are all star seeds. But our DNA that we have in our, in these bodies also is connected to the earth and, and this planet. And the ancestors before us, you know, they have become part of the planet, right? So the, you know, so it, I, I feel like it gives you more of that foundation and that groundedness to, to accept even that you're here, you know, because so many people I know don't even accept that they're, that they're here, right? So mm -hmm. even to, to help you accept that you are here and um, it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing. Um, so it's, 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 there's so many different nuances. So um, if you can, great. If not, like you said, it's not a big deal, but it's just interesting for me. It was just interesting to hear the some of the stories so um okay are you going so, to write those down i know right because what if something happens to my phone <laughs> mm -hmm. right or at so, least yeah. back them up somewhere so that you have yeah yeah absolutely and you know and, and, and my husband always says the same thing like next time you talk to your aunt record it and ask her these questions ask her questions about you know your family it's like okay okay i will, I will, I will. And, <laughs> and of course i forget and sometimes you know i'm on the phone for like an hour talking about nothing where I could have talked about something like this. Right. So it's like, I, I it's now in my mind, but next time I talk to my aunt, I'm going to ask her some stuff and, and, and record it because, um, you know, time goes by so quickly. It's always going. And, and, you know, if we, if we don't make it a, a priority, we will forget. Right. So it's, I'm also going to back up my, the information that's on my phone and also ask my aunt as well to give me some info. Cause I'm, in, I'm interested to know about the, about my mom's side of the family too. So it's like, it'd be good to know. <laughs> yeah. And even asking her about some of her memories of your grandmother, mm -hmm. of course, those are, will be a little bit different than maybe your mother's, right? You yes, know, what are sure. some of the fond memories that she has about your grandmother or her, or her grandmother? Yeah. You know, there's so many, there's questions, of course, we can ask specifically about our family lineage in terms of, you know, what do you know about the history and that kind of thing. And then there's also these other juicy stories about their lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Life. You know, who was her first love? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, my aunt, I, I call her my aunt. Well, she's my aunt. Like, there's no question, but she's only like six years older than me. So, you know, it's, it's not really that aunt. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. Your know, relationship is more like sisters, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. but yes, <laughs> but she's still my aunt. She still has stories and she still has information that, you know, I will ask her for. Yeah. Um, okay. So we do have like people with their hands raised and stuff. We do have questions in the chat and I already talked about if you have a picture of your ancestor, great. If not, that's okay too. But if you do just have it forward or and call that ancestor forward. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about, you know, so you know, the stories, right? So as we are um, talking to our, our elders, our parents, grandparents, whoever, getting information about the different stories about our history, and then stuff comes up, right? So I know that, you know, in, in my history, you know, some people were thieves, you know? So it's like, ooh, that's gonna affect me. <laughs> it could affect me, not, not, not that it will, but that, that might be affecting me. Right. So can we talk a little bit about that, but about those karmic um, stories that are in our lineage from our ancestors and could they be affecting our business? 
Yeah. So when you when you said about the thieves in the family, one of the karmic stories that we work with in clear is betrayal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, betrayal would be one of the stories that would come from the experience of having someone in your family lineage that was a thief. Yes. Another one that would come through would be um, scarcity. You know, mm-hmm. why were they thieving? Was it because they had a lack of something or even perceived that there was a lack, right? And they wanted more of something. So there may be scarcity that would come through. If we have someone in our family that um, was thieving, there could be some abuse karmic stories that would show up. So there are a number of karmic stories that could show up. It may not just be specifically, you know, thieving, right? It could be fear, right? Because maybe they were stealing out of fear, right? Maybe they were stealing, not stealing, but taking what was rightfully theirs before other people took it. There you go. You know, so there's, there are those pieces as well that could definitely be showing up. And what happens is when we have these karmic stories in our family lineage, sometimes it blocks us from really tapping into that um, rich medicine that's Mm -hmm. in our roots, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that medicine too, but it can block us from really being able to receive that flow of medicine that our ancestors have passed down from generation to generation to generation. So it's really important that we work on doing um, these, um, really understanding these karmic stories so that they don't impact how our um, how we access our medicine. So yeah. for example, if we are experiencing um, scarcity and let's say we have ancestors in our lineage that experience poverty or a famine of some sort um, or a loss of you know land or something like that and they experienced um, poverty or scarcity then what may happen in our business is that we too may begin to have some difficulty with flow of money coming in right So it may block our flow of money. It may form how we think about pricing our services and the value of our services. We may begin to think, oh, well, nobody's going to pay that. So we continuously offer our services much lower than we should. Mm -hmm. Uh, It may also impact where people are asking for a lot of money for something that they're not giving any value of, right? So it can show up in multiple ways. So as we have these um, wounds in our family lineage, they impact how we are able to tap into this this beautiful medicine. And these wounds can come from your um, ancestors that are, you know, a generation before you, but they can also come from, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 generations or more back and can be passed down and maybe over a period of time, they didn't really become a problem within the family lineage, but then your parents bring you into the picture and let's say they both have betrayal in their family lineage, right? And maybe it's very strong. Now you can see how it may surface for you even stronger than maybe it did for 
two or three generations back. And that's how those karmic stories, and those stories are the stories that they live, right? Yeah. Like I was yeah. saying, the, karm, the scarcity, it was the, it could be any of those experiences, betrayal, like we were just talking about where there was some thieving that was going on. And, and that could even be, um, maybe they didn't betray anybody, like you were saying, maybe they were taking what was rightfully theirs, but there were other people that considered it them yeah. being a thief, right? Yeah. So the yeah. energies there of betrayal, whether it was honestly betrayal or not, if you had ancestors that um, went to war and didn't come home or ancestors that survived the Holocaust, their, their experiences of loss are huge. Mm-hmm. So grief would be really big in that family lineage. If your ancestors are native and maybe they lost land, they lost lives. Once again, there's a big experience of loss. There's also grief in your lineage. If there's grief, then what you may have a hard time doing is really seeing yourself uh, as the valuable, let's say, healer that you are, because there's so much grief from loss. So you're constantly operating from a standpoint of loss and maybe you feel uncomfortable letting people know that you're a healer. Maybe you feel uncomfortable really sharing your gifts. I hear people who have had a great deal of experience with loss in their family lineage. And let's say they come to me and they're like, I'm a healer. And and what I'll hear them say is, I'm afraid of hurting people. I'm afraid of being seen. I'm afraid of anybody knowing about my gifts. And a lot of that is because there's a fear of losing something as a result of that. And that could be something that just shows up in your current life and has no history. Found is most of the time, it's because there's other layers of loss in your family lineage that are showing up, that are creating this fear for you as well. So those are just a few of the ways these karmic stories can show up and block you from being able to have the thriving business that you want to have, Mm -hmm. especially as a healer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and what's interesting, as you were speaking, I was reminded of um, on my mother's side in this lifetime, um, my, uh, my grandmother, uh well our family was the victim of somebody trying to steal from us and um it it, uh, we suspect it was somebody in our distant family still still family but you know distant distant family and what happened was they hurt my grandmother so badly uh like you know they, they i don't know what happened exactly but then she was never able to stand up straight ever again so she always had like you know, her, her, her back wasn't straight. It was like this, you know, so, um, she could never, you know, stand up. So she's always had pain in her root chakra, obviously. Right. So it's just interesting how, um, for me, I've always had that lower back pain, you know, for most of my life. Um, it's, it's a lot better, but it, you know, I used to have so much lower back pain or, uh, pain in the hips, you know, um, etc. So it's like, so it's on both sides, different, degree of it you know and everything um so it's not just you know ancestors but it could also be from this lifetime affecting us i mean that was before i was born so like you know i i'm pretty sure um 
but it was still something that happened and it's still in my DNA, it's still in my family lineage history, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And those, um, so everyone that was involved in the situation with your grandmother who, you know, was leaned over, everyone involved in that, the people who may have caused the, um, the accident, um, or caused her to be in that situation, as well as your grandmother, some forgiveness work really mm -hmm. kind of helps. Yeah. And I noticed that when we do some forgiveness work over um, situations that created physical challenges for people, then they also start to feel a difference and a shift in their bodies as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I just wanted to share that as a, another perspective on um, what can what can happen, right? So um there's that so an in, in, interesting family <laughs> i love hearing about your family this is this is great i mean every time i'm hearing something new so i love I it i know right i know it's always something new comes up you know it's like because it's just based on what we're what we're discussing it's like yeah then this happened and this happened and this came through and um yeah so it's, it's interesting um all right so we were talking about healers right and how a lot of times they don't want to be seen, you know, and part of the not being not wanting to be seen is that they 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 don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to hurt people. They don't want to do the wrong thing. Maybe they were persecuted in the past. Maybe their ancestors were persecuted in the past. Right. So can you talk a little bit more about how um, we as healers or coaches, you know, our inner desire is to help and impact more people with our work. Right. So how can we impact more people with our work and earn more money at the same time? Okay. One of the things that I find is um, with people who um, are dealing with a lot of these karmic stories, like you said, around the loss and the fear um, and fear and grief are two of the karmic, eight of the, kar two of the eight karmic stories that I work with. And what I find is specifically with like fear, what it does is it creates exactly what you were talking about, this fear of not wanting to um, hurt someone, this fear of being seen. And much of that can come from us having experiences within our lineage that our ancestors had of being shunned, of not being seen, of not being heard, of being told they're too much, not enough, right? Um, being criticized. And so we carry their experiences. We also have, if you find that you are um, really wanting to do more with healing, um, you wanna be a healer, you wanna offer these gifts in the world, chances are somewhere in your lineage, there's someone who is either doing it, wanted to do it, did it, and maybe was stoned to death, was you know murdered in some other way, who was, you know, removed from the village. Um, and so you carry their experiences. But then there was also those in your lineage who were respected and mm -hmm. revered and loved and appreciated for the gifts that they offer and for what they shared and the healing that they did. So there was a time when it was very, very acceptable. And then there may be a time when it wasn't acceptable. And so there's this balance that goes on. And that's why I say we always need to clear those karmic wounds to bring in these blessings that 
these ancestors have for us, these gifts, this medicine, spiritual practices, rituals, stories, the things that they have that can strengthen us as healers. And so one of the things that you'll find is as you begin to tap into those who did express their work, whether they were um, allowed to continue with it or they were stopped in some way, when we invite them to work with us as healers, what we've done is we've now put a lot more power behind our work. They can help us bring in more clients. They can help us if we're sitting with a client and we're working with a client, we can ask that our ancestors help us have the clarity that's needed to see beyond what we're being told, to really see beyond what our eyes are capable of seeing, to help us have this spiritual connection with the being that we're working with or the beings that we're working with, Mm -hmm. right? And so we can invite them to be a part of that. The other way the ancestors help us with our um, healing work is they can actually help us become clearer about how we want to offer our work. I often work with people who have taken a number of healing modalities, but they just don't quite feel connected to one or even how to bring it all together. And I've had ancestors just sit and say, okay, you need to take a little bit of this, 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 and this, and mix it in your own pot of magic and offer it to the world. And I've seen their businesses completely turn around as a result of them now offering this beautiful magic that the ancestors have created for them and offer to the world. That's another way that 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 um, really helps to have that connection with these ancestors that were healers and um, that were business owners. Now, when it comes to greater abundance, we have ancestors in our lineage that at some point in time had abundance of some sort, whether it was an abundance of food, abundance of love, whether it's abundance of money, abundance of resources, there were ancestors in our lineage, there are ancestors in our lineage that had some form of abundance. We invite them to come forward to help create abundance for us, to help us connect with the people that we're most here to serve and connect with the people that see the value in having the transformation that we're offering. And we can ask them to just kind of, you know, round those people up, bring those people in for us and help us create this transformation. So that's another way. So those are a few of the ways that really being able to clear those wounds and then connect with that ancestress medicine. And I'm saying ancestress, I say ancestral medicine because we have male ancestors Mm -hmm. that are also passing this medicine on. But I also really focus on these ancestresses. And the reason why I do is because what I'm hearing as I'm doing the work and I'm listening to the stories, which you know we talked about stories, I absolutely love hearing the stories of the ancestors through the, from the ancestors. So when I connect with someone and I'm working with their ancestors, oftentimes the women are the ones that are coming through saying, hey, we weren't able to do this work. We weren't able to offer this gift that we have. We, or we stood in the background, right? And helped the men in the lineage do this work. 
And we now are coming forward to help our descendants, our, the women in our lineage, bring these gifts forward so that we can see a lot of shifting and changing in this world. And that's why I talk mostly about this ancestress medicine. So the, when I say ancestress, we're talking about the grandmothers, the aunties, the, you know, the mothers in our family lineage. These are the women who are ready uh, to rise to support us and to help us do this work. So yes, we still connect with those men because they have juicy medicine for us as well. And we, mm -hmm. they have wounds and whatnot, but we're really giving these women the opportunity to come forward and help us in ways that we've never felt or seen before. And it is extremely powerful. I was going to say, it's a powerful time and it's powerful to receive that wisdom and that guidance and that support. And it's always there for us, but are we willing to receive it? And are we, are we willing to ask for it? Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, you know, um, some people tell me that they have always, to always told that, you know, you leave the dead dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't talk to them, you don't connect with them, you don't have any, you know, interaction with them. And I say, they want us to interact. They want us to remember them. They want us to honor them. In fact, there are some that have gotten kind of angry at times because people did just forget about them. You know, they're gone and it's like, they're gone. We're not thinking about them anymore. Um, so it is important um, for us to honor those, you know, all of the ancestors in some way or another. But we can connect with these beings, these um, as much as we want. There's no rule to, oh, you can't connect them, you can't talk to them. Now, when it, we still go back to, we're the ones making the decisions, right? We're the ones that are making the decisions for our lives. And we can always invite them in to support us with whatever decision, goal, desire um, that we have, you know, whatever we want to heal. And so, yeah, so it's extremely important that we acknowledge them as well as acknowledging that we are the ones that are, you know, making the decisions and have the control and are driving our businesses and, you know, have to do the practical steps. Because I've had people say to me, well, I've been calling on the ancestors and calling on the ancestors and I still don't have any clients. Okay, that's great. Yep, that can happen. But what are you actually doing with the information that you receive? Oh, I have to do something. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know that we're going to learn a technique to help us connect with the, the healer wisdom in our roots. But before that, do you want to take some questions or do you want or do you want to do the. Sure, let's technique? take some questions. Yeah, because yeah. there's uh, quite a few people with questions. Um, hold on one sec. Whoops. Uh, so Homa, you want to unmute yourself? Hello. Yep. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, hello, Alora and uh, Dr. McQueen and everybody. Thank you very much for allowing me to speak. Um, hi. hi. <laughs> so I want to talk about my mother. Um, so my mother inherited a property uh, from her parents and she couldn't sell it for, for years. 
and just recently the like she's in Iran and we have a like there's a chaos going there and right now the, the just recently authoritarian government actually took the the properties changed it to her, their names that's against her truthful law rights also the law in the country and then we are working on it and my from since my birth actually I remember my mother having a struggle with two things one of them is her uh, inherited lands uh, but these properties are exactly from her parents. Um, and also she has problem with, there are some people that want to help, but then she's having trouble with connecting and trusting those people specifically. Like for example, my father always wanted to help her, but um, she has problems um, trusting her, trusting my father and these sort of things. So I was... Um, I wanted to ask how you can help with the property. And also, I I feel my grandmother seems to be around, at least in my thoughts, these few days. <laughs> I wanted to see how you can help. I would very much appreciate it. Sure. And the first thing that I would absolutely um, start with is inviting those ancestors that were a part of that land to be a part of having this matter settled and asking them to support um, and asking them to reach the hearts and the minds of the people who have um, taken the land to return it. And for anyone involved, whether it's, you know, judges, a court system, some type of system that you have to go through to get to that point, you want those ancestors to touch the hearts and the minds of all of those people. And so inviting them in, and certainly your mom will probably know the names of those ancestors as well. Um, so you'll ask them. And then if there's any ancestors of the land, because there's the ancestors that um, own the land, but then there may have been some that before land ownership even took place that were just on the land, occupying the land. We want to invite them as well and ask them to be a part of the, um, the gifts that um, this land has provided. We want them to be a part of bringing that gift back into your family, right? So invite them to be a part of it as well. Um, it seems to me that on your mother's father's side, about four generations back. There is a wise grandmother who is very, very angry about what has taken place because that was never, that was of course never the desire of that, of that ancestor for um, your family to go through this experience. So she's saying that you can call upon her and ask her and invite her to help transfer the land back. Um, and so I would definitely, I think really where you are right now is gathering the ancestors, inviting them in. If you have pictures of them, you know, creating an altar to the land, 
creating an altar to the land to invite these ancestors to really bring this land back into your family. And that's a great start for you and your family to begin to, to get this land back. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. And what about like trusting the people, um, like my, the, the, the female side of my mother family is always having a struggle with trusting usually the husbands or the men who can really help and they are there for helping but they are yeah. yeah there's there's definitely a history of betrayal that has taken place in your family um some betrayal and abandonment and those two karmic stories need to be healed to help with the challenges that may be occurring in your family lineage around um, support and receiving support, receiving help and trusting, and trusting. Those are two. Um, and what I'm seeing, I'm particularly on your mother's side of the family, and there's some on your father's side too, but on your mother's side of the family, um, both her mother, your grandparents, both sides of the family, there's a history of abandonment and betrayal that has taken place. And those two karmic stories can create a lack of trust and create situations where people don't trust each other. And that is kind of what they're sharing with me that that's where it's stemming from. Multiple generations of betrayal and abandonment that have taken place. And some of the abandonment was not actually you know, abandonment can occur in multiple forms. So it could be abandonment of love, abandonment of support. It can be somebody who died instantly or somebody who went off to war and never came back. Or it could be someone just walking out on a person. But there is a great deal of abandonment in many forms that have taken place on that side of the family. So offering and doing some healing work around healing those karmic stories would be really, really helpful. And the first thing that you can do is just ask those ancestors to forgive each other for the times that they betrayed each other and for the times that they abandoned one another and weren't there for, for each other. And that would be a start. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good. Awesome. You're Thank you, Homa. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go to Debbie. Debbie, you wanna unmute yourself? Thank you so much. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Um, what's really reoccurring for me the most right now is something in the right hip, up, like from the knee up to the hip. It showed up about four years ago. It ebbs and flows. I really just don't know what it's about, and I feel like I'm finished with guessing. No one's... I don't seem to get an answer or I reveal something, it lightens it up, but then it comes back with a vengeance. Mm. Well, so I'd like to have an understanding of that. So a couple of things that are coming through with um, on your father's father's side. Okay. Is a 
um, somewhere in your lineage, there's been a series of injuries. It's like you had ancestors that worked, several ancestors that worked in a particular industry where there were injuries that took place. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I know nothing about my father's side of the family at all. They were deceased before I was born. Mm -hmm. So the rest is speculation and I don't have a close relationship with my brother. So I don't really have any way of knowing that. Yeah, there, there's definitely something along that lineage line um, where there was some, some definite, you know, some injury that took place. Um, like I overheard that my dad had some kind of injury that he just worked and worked and worked anyway. So I don't really know, but I overheard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this was something, I mean, like passed down from generation to generation. So one of the things that you can do is, um, let me just see what they're suggesting. So start by um, like your father, your uncle, you have an uncle um, and two grandfathers. So just write that on a, on, you know, like different um, like index cards or something. Okay. And then place that on an altar with a glass of water. Um, a, like a bandage. And a tool of some sort. It can be any tool, a wrench, a screwdriver, whatever. Place those on an altar and ask the ancestors that um, were injured and needed healing to help each other to release the pain that they experienced in their living, you know, while they were living. And this is just a practice that you can do on your own to begin to release whatever the karmic stories were that were associated with the injuries that they experienced. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for the insight on that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, thank you, Debbie. Sorry I had to keep muting you. There was so much background. I don't know if you're in a car or what, but there's... Oh, I live beside a noisy road, so very sorry uh, about that. Okay, no worries. I was Great. wondering, like, what is that? Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you Debbie. so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to Layla. Layla, if you want to unmute yourself. Hi, Layla. Hi, this is my first time being on with you, Dr. Monique. Oh, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like my I'm being guided very, very strongly for two years now to channel written, uh, do written channeling. And um, whenever I sit down to do it, most of the time I become overcome with sadness. And what I'm usually doing is 
spending that time that I intend to do channeling work, trying to clear and balance my energy. So could you ask the ancestors about that or for like some kind of help so that I could, you know, actually get to the channeling part? (laughs) Well, the first thing that comes through is there is something that is a part of the channeling. Mm -hmm. Right. That is a part of it. There is something there that needs to come through. So here's what they're sharing. When you sit down and that happens, close your eyes and just begin to write whatever comes to mind. Whatever. I mean, it could be that crazy lady Monique told me to do this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever is on your mind. Just start writing it down with your eyes closed. Either you're, you know, writing with a pen and paper or you're on the computer. It doesn't matter. If you're on the computer, turn the screen off and just type because the important thing here is not for you to go back and be able to read what you wrote. It's to be able to get out um, whatever is buried in there that needs to come out that they're wanting to bring through. And Mm -hmm. So they're saying that um, there's almost like this um, ball of gray energy, right? That needs to come out. And it's not about doing energy healing or anything like that. It's, it really is about you sitting with it and then writing and allowing it to flow out. And the more you do that, the more the, the messages flow out. And it isn't necessarily that particular message is one that they need you to share with the world. It, it, it seems that it's more of a message for you, kind of okay. a confirmation for you. So closing your eyes, just writing until there's just like nothing else to write, right? There's just, I'm at a point. What you'll find is after you do that a few times, that will sort of be the entryway for you receiving those channeled messages that, that are, you know, supposed to be coming through you. Um, The other thing is you have, um, you have some ancestors that were writers, right? And so they're really excited about you doing some written work. They're really thrilled about that. And call them in while you're doing your channeling and ask them what messages they have for you to support you. Yeah, definitely bring them in. Yeah, that's so helpful. It's so interesting how I just kind of go into resistance of the sadness, but then that's the actual thing that I'm there to do. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, go for it, do it. And thank you. the other thing that um, that they're adding to is for you to do this every morning. They want you to make an appointment with them to do this every morning. It's in my phone and I keep breaking the appointment. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, they want that appointment and they want, you know, sit, maybe light a candle of some sort, um, have, you know, a glass of water or tea or whatever you want, you know, for you and for them 
and then welcome them in. So if you drink coffee in the morning, then pour a little bit for them. Doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be a full cup. Just put a little bit out for them or your tea or whatever it is that you drink in the morning. And this is your appointment with your ancestors. I love it. Those appointments are important. I have an appointment every day, two to three times a day. Definitely two. Sometimes I'll put put a third one in there and I'll just set the intention that this is our time we're going to connect. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wonderful. Thank you, Layla. And yes, honor your appointments. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's an honoring of you as well when you honor your appointments. Um, all right, Gina. Gina, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi, Gina. Hi, Laura. Hi, Dr. Monique. How are you? I'm well. Thank How you. are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking my phone call. Um, actually, for taking this call. Uh, I have, I guess, a little, I'm a little bit of all over the place, but I guess what I'm finding is that I must have a lot of fear and scarcity uh, thing with my lineage. I've studied so many different modalities and my current one's been with ministry and mediumship, and I just can't seem to get to go, to get it going. There's a lot of fear of being seen. There's a lot of, um, just a lot of things keeps coming up where I freeze including with my mediumship, I could do it really well at times. And then at times there's nothing and I get really frustrated. And I could just wonder if there's something in my lineage that could be of any help that I can bring forth because it seems like I'm supposed to do something and it's in my heart to do it, to help other people. I just can't seem to bring it to fruition in a lasting, meaningful way, if that makes any sense. Got it. The first thing that that came just from what you were saying is um, this whole feeling of, I need to be able to do it all the time. Okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in the mood to watch a movie and sometimes you're in a mood to go dance. It could be that at that moment, it isn't, it, it just isn't the right time for it to come through. And that's just one of the things that they threw out is that um, you're always able, but sometimes it's not the time, right? Um, So don't feel like, oh, I'm failing because today I'm not able to do it, right? Now, the fear and the scarcity um, also can sometimes impact our ability to make that connection too. So it's important that those karmic stories be cleared. So let's see from your family lineage where those are showing up. So on your father's mother's side, about two generations back, there was a great deal of scarcity. Um, There was some abuse, abandonment that took place. And you have a like a great, great, great grandfather who was a healer and he, ooh, this might be where sometimes you feel like you can get these messages and you can't. He was a healer and there was times when his healing wasn't as effective as others. Mm 
Okay. In the minds of, of some people. Right. And so he believed that there were people that were trying to block him and stop him from being able to do his work. And there were times when he was blocked and stopped and wasn't able to do his work. And he is basically saying that um, you are always able to bring information forward to help other people and really trust that, right? Trust what's coming through. That's important. Okay. Um, there are, um, I mean, there's just, they're like throwing all kinds of information. So there's, there's a group of, um, women in your family lineage who want to support you in doing this work and okay. are highly encouraging you to do this work. You may want to take some time to just invite those women to support you when you're feeling some fear and you're feeling some scarcity and you're feeling like you're not good enough to offer this work, mm -hmm. ask them for support and help. Okay, thank you. You actually come from a long line of healers in your family lineage. There's a number of women in your family lineage as well as men, but specifically women who were healers and intuitives and wise guides and they were spiritual mentors. Um, they were women who had just like these natural abilities um, to connect with the soul of the people around them, right? And provide wise guidance to them. They did a lot of work around life purpose work. Okay. So there was a lot of work around helping um, specifically younger um, people. And they're kind of showing me like a village environment, but younger people helping them know why they, they're here. Okay. So if that's something that has any, you know, that kind of resonates with you around the kind of work to do that you, you could consider, you know, kind of dive into that a little bit more. That makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But Thank with you. you, there's definitely, it's, it's clearing some of those karmic stories, but it's also learning how to embody this rich medicine that these um, healers in your lineage are wanting to share with you to create something that is uniquely your own. Now, I don't want you to hear that and then say, okay, well then I'm not going to do anything until I figure out what that is. That is not what we're saying. Pick okay. one of the things that you've learned yeah. And do it. Okay. Begin to do it because it's through the doing that you'll start to know what is right for you. So, and, and you'll be using all of what you learn. It's not like you'll just be using one thing. You're going to be using all of what you learn and it will kind of come into something that is uniquely yours but you can't get to that point unless you're willing to you do you know use what you've already learned. Gotcha. And sometimes what happens is that people start taking a lot of different classes to avoid using what they learned. Right. So I'm going to encourage you to maybe even just kind of go into meditation and say which one should I work on now 
and let's offer it to someone. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And get some, you know, get definitely get some support. Okay. And to, and to clear that for the lineage, how do I do that? Um, you, it, I mean, it takes a little bit longer than what I can just kind of give you here. No, no. Okay. Um, and that's part of, you know, some of the work that we'll be doing. I think, um, Alara has that, um, on the page okay. that's some of the work we'll be doing by clearing these. But one of the things that you can do is just set the intention that, um, this fear is going to be cleared from all of your ancestral lineage and, do kind of a forgiveness prayer, you know, forgive yeah. those that prevented your ancestors from being able to um, offer healing in the way they wanted to in the world. Okay. And that would be something that you could do, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Dr. Monique, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Thank You're you. You're welcome. You're All welcome. Right, blessings. All right. Take Best care. To you too. Awesome. Bye. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Um, and so now uh, the great segue into, you know, what Gina was asking about how to do that. So part of the package. So let's just quickly take a moment and talk about the package that you have, um, Dr. Monique, if that's okay. And then we'll come back and take some more questions and talk about that technique. One second. Um, so alara.at forward slash show forward slash Monique 12. And I'm gonna share my screen in one second here so that we can bring it up. <clears throat> I forgot to do something. Back. I will share my screen. Okay. So the, um, the package that you have for us this time around Dr. Monique is um, the Ancestor Story Healing Medicine Ritual and Connection for Healers, Intuitives, Spiritual, and Spiritual Entrepreneurs. <laughs> it starts in January. Um, there's a masterclass and more. So you want to talk a little bit about it? There's three pieces to it anyways, right? Yes, there are three pieces to it. And it is specifically to help um, healers, leaders, entrepreneurs bring their unique wisdom into um, being, into the online space and, uh, you know, helping you to really bring your business and your gifts forward in a way that helps other people and also helps you, right, create abundance and um, secure your financial future. And oftentimes what I find is that people find so much fear is keeping them and holding them back. That's sort of the number one karmic story that I hear people telling me, fear, 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 and scarcity is another one that prevents them from moving forward. So I created this program. It's a four-week ancestral story healing journey. And the, the purpose of this is to help you clear a karmic story that is preventing you from bringing your work into the healing space or is not allowing you to express your work the way you would absolutely want to. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we'll connect with your ancestors, healers and your business guides um, to learn how your unique ancestors medicine can help you leave a legacy in your healing business and we'll clear an, an ancestral wound. We won't clear all of the ancestral wounds because that takes a little more time 
but you'll have the tools to begin to clear one that you identify and that you know I can actually help you identify. I'll give you some information that will help you know what the wound is. And you'll begin to clear that particular ancestral wound that is blocking you from accessing that unique medicine that's in your family history. And so we'll, we'll work on that mm-hmm. and we will um, identify the wounds that are there unconsciously and consciously that are, that are passed to you from multiple generations. So you'll know what some of the other wounds are, but you'll also have this one specific one that we'll really hone in on and work on to help you really begin to feel comfortable bringing your work into um, the healing space. And then, like I said, we'll work on looking at the ancestress medicine and the healing magic that you have in your lineage. And we'll do that by connecting with these ancestors. So I'll teach you how to connect with these healing ancestors that are in your family lineage by spiritual practices and rituals and really being able to tap into their wisdom. Wisdom. So how it'll work is the first thing that we'll do is you'll have weekly rituals. These will be easy things that you can do. They're spiritual practices. They'll be emailed to you. You'll do these. They're relatively quick. So it's not like you have to set aside, you know, three hours a day. You can, that is an option, but you don't have to just, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day to do these rituals will help you create a connection with your ancestors guides. And then to clear these, these um, karmic stories, right? Well, I'll give you soul journey meditations. So you'll receive these soul journey meditations that you can do each week. These will be meditations that you'll be able to reuse frequently. You can use them to, um, you know, after we finish the program, you can begin to use them to clear other karmic stories. But we'll specifically focus on that one karmic story and we'll use the soul journey meditations to clear that, completely clear that out so that you'll be able to connect with the ancestresses and ancestors that want to help you with your healing business. And then finally, what we'll do is we'll unlock that ancestral medicine and magic with a live virtual masterclass. So you'll be invited to attend this masterclass. And it will help you to identify the gifts that are hidden in your DNA. And this masterclass is so powerful because we bring in the energy of all of the ancestors that want to help us collectively offer this healing work into the world. Now, let me be clear. When I say healer, it doesn't necessarily mean just someone who is offering some type of a healing modality. A healer can be anyone that is helping people through a transformation. So if you're doing something that helps people through a transformation, whether it's some kind of coaching, whether it's an energy healing practice or, you know, sharing messages from the spirit world or even, you know, doing um, some type of live broadcast or something that helps people transform, then you're considered a healer. And we want to identify the unique medicine in your family lineage that can help you bring your work to a wider audience and help you bring your work to the people who need it most. So through this class, we're really taking a look at, you know, that medicine that's in your family lineage. 
everything begins on January 4th. So on January 4th, you'll start receiving the weekly rituals and you'll receive the um, spiritual practice that you may decide to, you know, to do depending on um, how it fits into your schedule, but I'll encourage you to do it. And you'll also receive a soul journey meditation so you can begin to do the clearing. Prior to that, once you um, finish your registration, you'll also get some help with identifying the spiritual, I mean, excuse me, identifying the karmic story that you wanna clear. So that is the whole process. So we're, we're basically healing an ancestral wound, connecting with the ancestors, and then honing in on what that unique medicine is in your DNA. And that is the whole program. Awesome, thank you. And then of course that whole program is uh, available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Monique 12. There are two and three part payment plans available. And of course, please do use the discount code TACS10. That is a gift from me to you. And so yeah, that's Dr. Monique's package to connect with your ancestors and clear karmic stories, the soul journey meditations and unlocking your ancestral medicine and magic, a powerful, powerful program. So please do take advantage of it. Again, it's available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Monique 12. Stop sharing. All right, that was wonderful. That's, what a great and powerful package. So much information, so much wisdom, so much clearing and healing available in that. So thank you for that, Dr. Monique. You're welcome. I think one of the things that I um, really thought deeply about as I was creating this package is how important it is for us to have our own connections. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, we're, we go to someone else to help to create that connection. And that is helpful too, because mm -hmm. sometimes we need it, you know, sometimes we block the messages because we so so much want it to be a certain way. You know, we want the messages to be a certain way. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we need to be able to have these own, our own connections. And that is really part of what this program is about, program is about is helping you have your own connections with your ancestors so that you don't have to rely on someone um, every day to create that connection. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's empowering and it's a tool for you to, to use for yourself every day or mm -hmm. as often as you want. Right. So right. yes, absolutely. All right. So do you want to take some more questions or do you sure. want to talk about the technique to help you connect with the healer wisdom in your roots? Or did we already do that? Cause I know we did some, some techniques already. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, um, that I would absolutely encourage everyone to do without a doubt, creating an altar. I've talked mm -hmm. about this before, mm -hmm. <laughs> about how important it is before altar, big, small, whatever you want it to be, um, is a great place to create the connection with your ancestors. We'll talk about it more through the program and how to use it, but it is a great way to connect with your, um, the ancestors in your lineage. Once you do, it is a, it, you can use it in different ways. So one of the ways, if we want to have a deeper connection is by taking a few minutes each day and writing a, a gratitude note to the ancestors. Do that for five days. So for the first five days, write a gratitude note to the ancestors, what you're grateful for. And even if you didn't know them or know nothing about them, Think about what 
you're grateful for about yourself and your own life and thank them for that. Right. So that's, that's the first. And then the next five days share with them how you want to show up in the world, right? Whether it's as a healer, as a gifted coach, as a fabulous parent for that matter, you know, whatever it is. And we're talking about business, but it doesn't have to just be about business. And every day, just write how you want to show up in the world and place that on your altar. That's five days. So your last five days, what you want to do is just begin to share with the ancestors every day as if they are sitting in your living room or your kitchen talking to you, share with them what you uniquely feel you have to offer. Just share with them and ask them for their support and their guidance and their blessing with bringing it forward. And I know that that sometimes that's challenging for people because you have to really be okay with acknowledging what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to encourage you to, to dig deep and it doesn't have to be anything profound. I'm a kind person. I bring kindness. Help me be more kind. I'm a wise person. I bring wisdom. I'm a helpful person. It can be as simple as that, or it can be, you know, I'm this powerful healer that wants to, you know, do more healing work in the world. And so whatever it is, you want to write about it. So it's five, five, and five. Do those. That's a spiritual practice. It'll get you started. And it'll take, I mean, literally, it can take five minutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be something that you do long. Your altar that you create for this can be a glass of water, a candle. Um, If you have a photo, a photo. If you have a name, put a name. But it can also, if if you're not connecting with your own blood-related ancestors, you can actually decide, you know what? There's an ancestor. Let's say there is an ancestor that was an author and you really love their work and you'd like to do more of that. Then put a picture of their book on the altar or put the actual book on the altar. And that is a way of welcoming in ancestors who are creative, who are writers, who um, shared wisdom, who were, um, you know, just really brilliant in, in some form that brings those ancestors in to support you. So you can either have blood related, non-blood related or both on this particular altar. Doesn't need to take up a whole room in your house. It can be just on a little table. Um, some people, some people I know will create an altar in their kitchen because that's where they go. Um, let's say they had ancestors that like to cook. They that's the place where the ancestors will come, right? That's the place where they will gather. Um, if there was, if you are aware of a particular area in the home that ancestors would gather. Like for whatever reason, everybody likes to come into the kitchen in my house. So whenever everybody's here, they come into the kitchen. Now there's seating everywhere. I mean, there's 
plenty of space throughout the house, but everybody will crowd into the kitchen. Some people will be standing. There's a few people, but they just crowd into the kitchen. And so I know that having some kind of a little altar to welcome my ancestors in my kitchen is extremely important. And I'll place a cup of tea or coffee or, you know, a little bite of something on that altar and then just acknowledge them and invite them in. So think about, you know, when you're putting your altar in some place in your home, think about, you know, where you feel most comfortable, where you enjoy the space or where ancestors may have gathered, even if it wasn't in your home, it could be just kind of, you know, remembering that in my home, people gathered here or there, may even be outside. You can create the altar outside if you want. Um, but wherever you feel comfortable, wherever you want to create it, make it as big or as small as you want and use it to do your 10-day um, practice, 555. That's awesome. it. Good. Thank you. Great, great practice. Easy to do and easy way to honor and invite your ancestors to be with you in this lifetime with you, working with you supporting um oh there's another word that was coming through but you know creating that relationship with them um because they, they are always here as well they're not gone forever right so they are with us and they they want to make a difference they want to help they want to assist they want to support us they want to contribute so they want to uh, co-create with us there you go they want to co-create with us <laughs> awesome yep. thank you thank you dr monique You're all right welcome. um so uh, Rebecca has had her hand raised for a long time. Rebecca, you want to unmute yourself? Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, Rebecca. Hi there. So I'm very curious about my ancestors and what influence they may be having. <clears throat> Everything you said resonated. Um, lots of trauma and lots of gifts on both sides. Native American father. Um, like Scottish or Irish, I think Scottish mostly, and Bohemian mother. <clears throat> and I'm a healer and um, definitely feeling the blocks to prosperity and getting my message out there. And um, I'm just ready to be done with that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> there was like, as you were talking, I felt this it was almost like a drumming. That was coming through. Um, they're like saying you're really on the verge of a breakthrough. And I know people say that kind of stuff all the time, but literally that's that this particular ancestor that's kind of doing the drumming. That's what he's sharing with me is like, there's this breakthrough in that you have this great, great, great grandmother who was this powerful healer. I don't know. Do you like to dance? I do. Okay. Well, that's what she was. And she was, she was a dancer and she just kind of flowed and she loved, um, she loved drums, um, and now she's saying that um, she loves the flute. I don't know if that, yep, she loves the flute. So if you have anything that has a flute 
you know, you might want to look for some flute music, play that. Um, and, and just move with it, right? Just kind of feel the beat of whatever the music is that has the drum and just move with it and move with it. And then invite these ancestors and this energy to come down through you to support you with your healing work. Very specific question. When you said I'm on the verge, just yesterday I got notification that there's a class in San Diego with a really powerful healer. And I feel like the blocks are like within me, you know, they're the subconscious or whatever. And that's what he does. And I'm just wondering if that feels like a good fit. Um, it's a five-day course in San Diego with Chris Duncan. I'd love to bring Alara in on this one too, because she's really good at, at feeling that energy as well. Um, I'm not going to say not to, because I think that's a decision that, that, you know, you have to decide if it resonates with you. But what I'm getting from your ancestors is you have everything you need already. And don't that even if you do decide to go and take this class, it doesn't change that you have everything in you already, right? And it's not going to help you necessarily have the confidence to offer what you have already. It, there are things that it can help with, but this particular grandmother is saying, dance, my child, dance, and let this wisdom come forward. And she's saying that for you, it's about taking steps, right? Taking steps. So that's what the dance is. The dance is taking steps. And what that means is now taking steps to bring your work even, you know, forward even more. Yeah. To offer it, to take the right steps for that. Is she on my mother's side, the, the white side or the native? Native. Yeah, definitely native side. Well, I was just going to say really quickly, like you said earlier, Dr. Monique, about Sometimes we want to keep taking courses, keep taking programs, keep doing this, that, and the other, because we're afraid to take that first step and trusting ourselves, right? So um, I don't know who Chris Duncan is, so it doesn't really matter, but it's like, you know, I don't think you need to do another program, you know, like that. Just follow your gut, follow your instinct and go forward. It's It's sometimes we get so stuck in planning, 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 trying to do the right thing, trying to make you know, the right decision, just start from wherever you are. You can't go wrong if you take one small step and then that step will, is going to tell you whether, you know, where to go next, go forward, go to the right, go to the left. Oh, maybe I should go back a little bit because there was like something there, you know? So you won't know if you're just thinking about it, but I don't think you need to get, you know, have more training per se um, about, about, you know, branching out is what they're saying, branching out, reaching out, just follow your gut, follow your instincts, trust your heart. You're a powerful healer, right? And there's, there, 
if anything, I mean, if you were going to do anything, it would be to get some help to decide how to bring, you know, how, how to offer your business, how to offer your work, but not, but not, I, I don't see you needing more tools to help you with your work. Yeah. I'm in a coaching program to, to do exactly that, to create an online business course and get my work out there. So they're coaching me and I just keep finding like, and it, it's all good, but I keep coming up against barrier after barrier, you know, just stuff from my past. And then I heal it and work through it, whatever. And, you know, it, it's, it's like almost on a daily basis, <laughs> clearing stuff. It's been really, really fast paced, but I feel happier all the time. Well, and there it is. You're and and really what write down what you're doing, right? To clear this stuff for yourself. Because guess what? If you're experiencing it, so too are the people that you'll be helping. So if Good. you're writing down your way of clearing this for yourself, then you already are creating some ways of helping other people experience the same thing. I journaled it. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. Keep journaling it. Keep, you know, writing it down, but ultimately offer it. Offer it. And I I really talk a lot about imperfect action. You know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. we work with people and we see them, you know, at a certain level I mean, someone may see Alara and see this show and all that she does and the website and everything. And she's been doing it for a while. She has her systems in place. She knows how to put this together. She knows, you know, she has uh, groups of people that she works with and, and that kind of thing. So it may stop somebody from wanting to interview someone because they're thinking that they have to do everything, right? Well, Alara didn't start with this huge platform, right? (laughs) And so really just taking imperfect action. Don't feel like it has to be exactly the way um, you're being told that it has to be done. And there are some coaches that are really good about saying you don't have to be perfect. I mean, I know someone who created a six-figure business with no website. Okay, anything is possible. Now, would I encourage you to never have one? Probably not, but but don't feel like there has to be this beautiful website together in order for you to offer your work. And that's sort of what's coming through from the ancestors is that there's this kind of feeling that it needs to be a certain way before you can actually offer it. And they're saying, no, it just needs to be enough for someone to understand and for someone to benefit from it. And that um, as the healer that you are, you don't ever need to be perfect. You just need to offer the value and um, you know, offer the best of, of who you are and what you have. Yeah, I, I would, I, yeah. I'm with Alara on the class. I mean, it's up to you, obviously. And I, I don't know the person and I'm not trying to talk you out of doing it, but I want to talk you into 
stepping into your power yeah. in your in your ancestral medicine. This is your lineage. This is what your people have done for generations. You know, and on your mother's side, there is some too. There's um, a little more like goddess work that is on your mother's side. So this is who you are. This is where you came from. So I would say spend some time connecting with that and then feeling the power of that behind you taking and helping you take a step forward. Wow. That's profound because um, Alara in the community knows I grew up in a satanic cult. And so there was a lot of darkness. I mean, there's a lot of goodness too, to be honest, but um, in my healing journey, I disconnected from my family a great deal. Um, but it feels really wonderful to think about connecting with the ancestors, maybe like before that got tainted or, or even during it when they, they like held both the dark and the light, you know? Cause my dad did, he was a minister by day, you know, did the Lord's work by day, but by night was a different guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, initially, if you're doing this on your own, definitely go back to before the satanic stuff took place. Yeah. Go there, but it's not who you are. Mm -mm right? It was an experience that took place for your ancestors, but it's not who you are. I don't even think it's who they are. Cause I think when they got to the other side, like my dad's on the other side, I have a picture of him and I here. I, I feel like they get it. You know what I mean? Like they see the truth then and they realize that, oh, I made these choices and that wasn't the truth. You know, now I see the truth. Mm -hmm. So and you can ask them to forgive them, forgive themselves and each other for, um, you know, hanging out in that dark energy. Yeah. That's another way to kind of release some of it as well. Beautiful. But, but what they want you to know is that you're powerful where you are. <laughs> Thank you so exactly. much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Alara. Thank you both. You're welcome. And, you know, a, a lot of the information or wisdom that Dr. Monique shared for Rebecca is helpful for everybody. Mm -hmm. So just know that it wasn't just for Rebecca. It was for, it's for anybody who is a healer, coach, whatever, and want to, uh, wants to move forward. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I love about doing, um, you know, questions like this. Um, doing them in a group is even though your ancestors are sharing this information, it's information that is useful for anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every person's because question has be benefited me. Right. Because mm -hmm. ultimately they're there. I mean, if we're all connected here, there's some connection that they have too. And so the messages come through in different ways, but they're, they're for all of us. Awesome. Good. Thank you, Rebecca. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Where are we? Uh, how are you doing on time? Um, there was a question in the chat from the from Natasha that I wanted to ask you. And she was asking, do you work with deep trauma? <laughs> the, the, the kind people frown upon? 
I feel like there must be some deep trauma on both sides of my family that affects everyone's health, she's asking. Um, not sure about the frown upon part, but yes, I, I definitely, I mean, any of these karmic stories can create deep, deep, deep trauma. And so any of these karmic stories that we work with can create health challenges as well, because we all know that most of those begin through thoughts and whatnot. So, um, so yes, I absolutely do that. Um, what we're mostly focusing on is clearing it from your family lineage, right? And giving you the foundation to heal and to move forward in your life. And that healing may take place just from us, you know, clearing those stories. You may clear it out and it may feel totally different for you and you can move forward. For some people, it clears out, they feel better, and now they may have to access some other types of support for moving forward. Either way, it gives you the foundation for um, healing from any of these traumas that may have been experienced in your family lineage. So I want to make definitely make that clear. I have some clients that actually work with therapists after we do the clearing work. Um, sometimes they'll work with therapists while we're doing the clearing work to work on the stuff that's happening for them in their current lives. And then I have times when it really is just a need for some kind of coaching to, to decide what the next steps are. Now that I've cleared these karmic stories, where do I wanna go now? I feel like I can do almost anything. So they want some support and some help with what the next steps are. So it really kind of depends, but definitely we do that, the healing of those karmic stories and that deep trauma. We look at the trauma from a historical perspective too, because it's not just what we know our ancestors experienced, but what were some of the historical contexts that may be there? You know, what were the experiences that our ancestors had, um, like war or the Holocaust or enslavement or a famine of some sort, um, um, some type of major catastrophe that may have taken place, um, earthquakes, floods, um, any of those types of things, we can look at historically what may have happened that we may need to work on in clearing as well. And I just want to say there's no judgment either about you know, when you said something about uh, the stuff that's frowned upon, there's no judgment. You know, um, trauma is trauma. People have done different things in the past our ancestors have done different things in the past we've done different things in the present so there, there's you know there, there's no judgment around that but it, it's more about uh clearing it healing it and moving yes. forward yeah i like that you're right definitely no judgment i mean i have people that when we work together and we identify what those karmic stories are they start to feel a little bit of shame which by the way is one of the karmic stories <laughs> they start to feel a little bit of shame. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. That's not the point here. The point here is that you identify it and heal it, yeah. period. Not to judge it, right? Not to place any judgment. And so what will sometimes happen is someone may have heard about a particular grandmother that was this horrible person 
and they're placing judgment on that grandmother. Well, that grandmother is gone and she's gone through her transformation and her healing that she needs to do. And if she hasn't completed it, we help her complete it. Um, we're not here judging her and what her life was like and the choices that she made. We're really looking at how can we utilize her for support in creating a healing space within you so that you can now do the things that you want to do and release it. Absolutely. Good. Awesome. All right. Um, <laughs> there's still people with their hand raised, of course, and there's still <laughs> questions in the chat, of course, like always, Dr. Monique. Um, but is there anything else that you want to share with us from the ancestresses from or about this time and place that we're in now? Um, yes. What's, what's coming through? I go back to what I said before. I mean, I keep, you know, Ancestress Rising um, wasn't a name that I just, you know, decided on. Ancestress Rising was the message that they gave me over and over and over and over, over a period of time. It was, I don't know, six months to a year. And they kept saying, we're oh, rising, we we're can't rising. Hear you for some reason. Um, Oh, there you, you are. Me? Back. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. So they kept yeah. rising um, and saying to me, we're rising, we're rising, and we want to help. We want to help. And these powerful women want to support us. Whether you're a man or a woman, these women are coming forward, not just to help the women in the lineage, but to help anyone to, um, to, to really offer their unique medicine in the world. Mm -hmm. And we each have it inside of us. There's something inside of us that we have to offer. And sometimes we get caught up in taking a lot of classes. We get caught up in having to do it the way someone else does it. But it is unique to us. And all the things that we learn are just another way that we can express it. It isn't the only way, right? So really think about what is it inside of you that you are feeling like, oh, that just feels really good to me and I'd like to do more of it. And then ask those ancestresses in your family lineage that are rising up to help you to support you with whatever it is that you wanna do. And they'll come through and support you as long as it's in alignment with what you're here to do. And as long as it is a way of expressing good in the world, they will help. If it's something negative, chances are you're not going to get much help. And if you do, it's not going to be from a place that you want to get it from, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And so it helps you to be able to um, really be seen by the people that need to see you to know that you have a solution for whatever pain that they're experiencing or whatever challenge that they're experiencing. And these ancestors will help you do that. But you Beautiful. have to take the step. Always. We, it, we, right? And that's why we are here in this, in this reality and in this incarnation is to take the steps. We are not, you know, we cannot just wait for the ancestors to do the work. They cannot. They can offer guidance, support, assistance, energies, you know, et cetera. But we have to take the step. Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> I see you um, have one, one person. Um, and I think um, 
I just wanted to quickly, the clearing and healing, are there other ways to support them in the highest good for all and for where they are now in their ascension? Yes. One of the, one of the ways is to acknowledge them. They love that. The other um, way is to, if there is healing that is needed for them to do that healing, right? Mm -hmm. And one way to start is just by, if you know of stories that are in the lineage, offer forgiveness. If you know historically things that took place, help them to forgive themselves and each other for any pain, harm, um, anything that they may have done to each other that may have hurt them or something like that. Just offer that forgiveness. Um, and that that's a way to help them in their ascension as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can also ask them, like, what, what do you need? What do you, what yes. do you require? You know? I remember once a long time ago, I had a dream. Uh, my grandmother came in my dream and uh, I don't remember exactly, but it's like she wanted some cloth, some, you know, some, some clothing or some cloth. So I, of course I told my mom, <laughs> you know, I said, mom, she came in my dream. This is what she said. So, oh, okay, let's go donate something to somebody mm -hmm. somewhere. So donation always helped too. Donating food to the poor, to the shelter, et cetera. Donating clothes somewhere. Uh, donating stuff to older people, younger people, whatever. You know, that also helps uh, a lot to in their name, right? Uh, on their behalf. Um, I know for us in, uh, in India in October around-ish, there's a whole two-week period where it's, an, it's about honoring the ancestors, right? Yes. And so there's, so that's a big thing too that uh, we all do. And it's just to, you know, help them to move, keep moving forward as well, right? So for sure. But you can, you can do that anytime. You can just say, you know, on behalf of all my ancestors, I'm offering this food. So for me, it's, a, you know, this is the how I was trained, offer, give food, you know? So give clothing, not just money. So give food and clothing and whatever else, right? Um, that's huge. But that's just the way we, we are, right? So uh, do that, you know, and, and, and uh, that will help them to move forward, you know, and that will help you too, you know, because you're, you're connected to your ancestors as well, right? So when you're donating on their behalf, you're also helping yourself at the same time. Not that we ever think about that, but, you know, we are focusing on them, but it helps, you know, and just, yes. you know, let them, let them know that it's okay. Whatever they did in the past, it's okay. Move on, but, you know, let it go. I love that the what you said about the you know giving and offering. We have a scholarship in my grandmother's name, and actually one in my my uncle, my grand uncle, my grandmother's brother. He left an endowment, but you know we can still contribute to that as well. And then we just endowed a scholarship um, in my grandmother's name. Well, we've had this scholarship for about twenty years, but then now it's an endowed scholarship, mm -hmm. and that is one another way that I make an offering to her. So it's not just what I put on my altar, but it actually is what I give, you know, as well. Yeah. And you can basically make an offer somewhere or give somewhere um, in the name of your ancestor. And that's a way of acknowledging them and helping them to ascend. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I remember, you know, I, I, I was going through a difficult time where my son was. And so I, you know, on 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 his behalf, I offered 
something, right? So that that it takes the bad energy off of that person, right? So it's kind of like we're kind of doing the same thing for the ancestors. We're taking away some of their bad energy by offering food, clothing, donating whatever we we donate, right? Mm-hmm. That it helps them um, and helps to heal them. And and of course, like you said, Dr. Munich, they feel like they're still with us. They're being acknowledged. They're being honored. You know, they're being remembered. So yes, all of that. <laughs> yeah. One of the worst things that we can do is forget them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, you know, sometimes we, we are the ancestors from the past, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we've come back. We, we, we were somebody in the past that we've now come back in this lifetime. Just remember that. So not all your ancestors are bad. That might be you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. That's a, a, another point that you make oftentimes when we talk about ancestors, all we hear is the wounds, the wounds, the wounds, the wounds. Yeah. And we don't really talk as much about what they've passed to us that is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. All the right? gifts, but it's not just gifts. Like people all love, love that word, but it's like their strength, their courage, their, their ingenuity, wisdom. right? Their wisdom, yeah. their, their caring and kindness, you know, all of that is also very important. And, and I'll also even share this. If you, um, if you're wanting to connect with your ancestors, another way to do it is to prepare a meal or a dish that is one that your ancestors either, you know, is like a traditional dish or something that was passed down through your family mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and connect with them that way. Because when you're doing that, we're, we're not connecting with their wounds, yeah. right? We're connecting with their love in their heart in their wisdom, in their courage, as Alara said. Yeah, absolutely. And there, I mean, there's so much strength and power for in, in the women yeah. in my family that I'm sure goes back a long way, right? But that, that is something that we all have in our family, the strength of us. Uh, the women are strong, the men are weak as heck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> say. The men are like, oh my God. But the women are so strong, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it's, you know, that, that's something that's been passed down to us. And so, that is also a gift, right? Re- being resilient is a gift. Being able to, no matter what, do whatever we want to do is a gift, mm-hmm. you know? And um, being rebels <laughs> is a gift. I think I'm a rebel in some ways, right? Is a gift, you know? So yeah. there's, all of that is a gift too, not just I'm a healer or whatever, no. you know? Like, <laughs> that's right, like, right, I, exactly. Exactly. I, I hate I that word with gifts, you know? It's like, oh. Yeah. I think we forget. Mm -hmm. I think, I think sometimes, you know, we hear gifts and we're like you said, we immediately go to healing or, you know, some spiritual gift, but there's so much more that they've given us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So So start to recognize what's good about you and know, I mean, there's so much, but you know, once you start to acknowledge that, know that that is coming from an ancestor, you know, that's a trait that's been passed down right and so you know when you said to thank your ancestors you know it's like be grateful to them and thank them it's like yeah because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be who i am without you know my ancestors right no and so in most cases they wanted better for us than they had yeah i mean if you i mean if you think about it i mean that's what most parents want they want their children to have a better life than they had, even if their life was fantastic. They want their children 
so that's what your ancestors want too. They want for you to have what perhaps they weren't able to have or experience and they're passing that down to you. They're passing the resilience that they had to overcome some of the things that they overcame and they're passing that down to you so that you can overcome some of the things that you may need to overcome in order for you to have what they weren't able to have. Yeah, that's powerful. I think, you know, like I, I've been writing uh, gratitude posts every day. And so today it's going to be about I'm I'm grateful for my ancestors that, yeah. and, the, <laughs> and the wisdom and the, and the strength and the, and the resilience and everything. I'm just like, yeah, so grateful. And, so and for that, your father for sharing that information with you, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And this is the thing that even right now we're talking about our ancestors, we're acknowledging them, we're acknowledging the, the gifts that we received from them and being, we're being grateful to them. That is helping them, that is making them feel lighter, you know, and, you know, helping in some way to move forward and on their path, on their journey, because they're still on a journey too, you know, so as are we. Yes. Anyways, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. That's why I say we always have such fun and interesting conversations. And I just love the people that show up, the questions that you've asked, the information that um, has come through. Thank you. And I'm sorry that we couldn't get to everyone, but hopefully there's some nuggets that showed up during our talk that will be helpful. I would love for you to come and be a part of the program that um, I offered and, you know, just come and play with me, play with me and the ancestors. And, you know, I listed all the things that will happen through the program, but it's not unlike me to offer something else. There's always more. <laughs> to There's pop always more. something else in or just say, okay, I'm going to meet you in the group and let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Right? Surprise so, gifts. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. And we always say this after every conversation, Dr. Monique, we always say, oh my goodness, we couldn't answer all the questions. We couldn't take all the callers. So yeah. you'll have to come back again next time. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I look forward um, to it. Uh, thank you. And so of course, Dr. Monique's package is available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Monique 12. So definitely please do take advantage of it and work with Dr. Monique. She's powerful. She's brilliant. The, the, the gifts she has are amazing, as you can, as you've seen here on this call. So please do take advantage of that. Um, yeah. So there's no show tomorrow. Elizabeth Wood was supposed to be here tomorrow, but there was uh, some stuff going on and a scheduling conflict. So she will be with us next week on Tuesday. Um, before that, I have the inner child healing call will be on Saturday. This time it will be on Saturday and Monday. I have a special, special, special call at a special time. So please do stay tuned for that. Um, I have a special guest coming on. It's a surprise and it's like totally different than what we've ever done before. So stay tuned for that. All right, everyone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. <laughs>